1: What up and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, James Erpine. It is great to be with you on a Monday on Twitter, at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. It's great to be with you. Um, let, let's start with uh, the news of the day. Ian Rappaport reported it. I talked about it a little bit yesterday. Didn't know exactly what the injury was Tyler Boyd could be out for the rest of the year with an MCL MCL sprain injured it yesterday injured his knee and uh, he was encouraged after the game and here's why first let's start there he was encouraged he was in high hopes or or wasn't um, discouraged thought he would still be able to play next week and it's because it's an MCL Um, MCL is the ligament and I've done this multiple times I've sprained it I've partially torn it um, and it's it stinks, and really a, a sprain. There are little tears in there um, when you sprain it, but it's the ligament on the inside of your knee. So if you look down at your knee right now, don't do it while you're driving. And if you do, make sure you get a red light, red light or something. Um, I don't endorse that uh, of looking at your knees while driving. Anyways, um, it's the ligament on the inside of your knee. Uh, so if you're looking at both of your legs, the the ligament faces each other, like they're on the inside of your knee. Um, it's right there. And it is the, when you're talking about ACL, MCL, all those, it's the one that's most likely to get injured. Um, And the reason I know this, um, it's pretty simple. I've hurt my MCL so many times. I mean, probably five or six times. Multiple times in my left knee, multiple times in my right knee. Um, Originally hurt it in high school, and then it just went from there. Still sore every once in a while. Um, So I get why he was encouraged, because you can... Um, you you can play through MCL strains and sprains, and that's what he was diagnosed with, a low-grade MCL sprain. He could probably, probably, if you really, really needed to play, like, play week 17. Um, he could get, or if they were in the playoffs or had some playoff chances, he could probably play in the playoffs. Here's why I wouldn't do that. Here's why I wouldn't even think about it, to be honest. Um... There's zero reason. There's nothing to play for. There's nothing. Um, And and so he was probably encouraged after the game because his knee was probably sore. But it really, it just feels a little loose. You're like, oh, I'll just put a brace on it and play through it. Um, That being said, no, he shouldn't play. They shouldn't do that. You know what you have in Tyler Boyd if you're the Bengals. You have literally nothing to play for. Yeah, your coach might push for it because he's coaching for his job to a degree. Um, But no. No. You know what this should be? You know what this injury should mean? This injury should mean it is John Ross's time. That's what it should mean. It should mean that this Bengals coaching staff uh, not only tells Tyler Boyd, all right, man, thank you so much for being the first 1,000-yard wide receiver not named A.J. Green since Chad Johnson. You're the man. Uh, That touchdown grab you had the other day, it was great. You've been great all year. Get healthy. Sit these two games out. You're a big part of our future. The front office probably is going to try to extend Tyler Boyd this offseason. There's a lot of reasons. A lot of reasons why you don't play him. And the other thing you do now is you turn a a bad thing into a positive. The bad thing, Tyler Boyd's down for a couple games uh, and, and not going to play the rest of the season. The positive is you turn it into a building block for 2019 and how do you do that well Tyler Boyd had a really good final couple of weeks didn't he didn't he in the 2017 season he had the game-winning touchdown against Baltimore had a bunch of catches and he went into the offseason thinking man I'm the man I'm that dude I'm gonna be so damn good he did he went into the offseason very confident extremely confident and that to me Uh, This, to me, is your opportunity to do it with with number 15 and John Ross. And I think it starts with the coaching staff. I'm on record saying it. Marvin Lewis did not want John Ross. I'm on record saying it. I think a lot of the coaches don't believe in John Ross, question him, uh, especially the coaches that weren't here last year, or that were here last year, excuse me. The ones that were here doubt him, question him. um, And and really, if I'm Mike Brown, this is where this would start. If I'm Mike Brown and Duke Tobin and – uh, what what I would do is I would sit down with John uh, or sit down with the coaches rather and say, look, you're going to make this guy a player because we know he can play. You're going to feature him and stop the the nonsense that you've been doing where you've been jerking him all around and doing all this stuff. No, 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 no. Cause the only time they ever get creative with John Ross is in the end zone. They get really creative in the red zone. Oh, yeah, we're going to get you the ball this way. We're going to throw you a fade. We're going to get you a one-on-one. You're going to run a crossing route. Like, You know you can run that same crossing round and get him in space on the 25, right? Get him in space so he can run, so he can move. And I know there's been multiple deep balls that were thrown Ross's way. uh, And and the one the other day is a perfect example. That's a touchdown for Ross, and instead it was intercepted. Um, That being said, for the future of this organization, that's what you got to do. Preserve Boyd for the future. Get Ross confidence for the future. Now, I don't know if that's gonna be Marvin Lewis as the coach. I don't know if that's gonna be I don't give a damn who it's gonna be. Huge, I don't give a sh I don't care. I'm I'm about to cuss now. Um and I apologize for almost doing so. you have to do that. Period. Period, end up point blank. I get it, Marvin. You didn't want to draft him. I get it. I understand it. You did not want to pick John Ross. That being said, I don't really give a damn. If I'm Mike Brown, I would make sure that Marvin knows this and then Marvin and wide receivers coach Bob Bicknell and offensive coordinator Bill Lazor, and I don't care, if Hugh Jacksons in the meeting too. But of all four coaches, at least three of them, the OC, the head coach, and the wide receivers coach should be in there saying, "Hey, hey, John, this is your time. We believe in you. We want you to go after it. We want you to go get it. Because I couldn't imagine... Getting drafted. I mean, we don't get drafted, right? We pick and choose where we go job-wise. We, we usually, you get some kind of decision. Um, and, and so, for example, I, I'm a, a really good example of this. I took a job at 92-3, the fan in Cleveland. If I didn't think that management and the powers that be, if I thought that they doubted me or didn't believe in me, you think I would take that job? John Ross was drafted here, and the coach didn't believe in him. And he knew it. If I know that, and I'm willing to go on record and say it on a podcast, guess who else knows it? John Ross. So if you're the coaches, and this is what good coaching would do, is it would be, hey, John, you're the freaking man. We're going to use you like you were used at Washington. You've played well this year. You have six touchdowns. You've been a weapon for us in the red zone. Uh, you, you've left multiple other touchdowns out there because the ball wasn't on target. It was out of bounds. It was intercepted. He would have eight or nine touchdowns um, if the ball was on target and multiple deep balls. Um, so we understand that. We understand that you burned Denzel Ward the first time. These two teams matched up. We're not sure if he's going to play this week. And even if he does, the Browns cornerbacks, there are susceptible to big plays. We're going to try to get you the ball. And we're going to try to get you slants. We're going to try to get you ten to twelve targets here, and we really want you to be involved. So whatever mindset you had, where you were going to go in in Washington and be that dude and not one of the guys, we want you to have that these these final two games. We want you to have that in practice every day. We want you to have that moving forward. And then, if you're the Bengals, you know what happens? You feature him. You get him some get him some success. You get him some confidence. Who cares about the results of the final two games? And you do this with a lot of the young players. And I'll talk about the rest of the wide receivers coming up in a few minutes. You do this. And then next year, A.J. Green, he's a dog. Tyler Boyd, you know he's a dog and he's confident. And then John Ross comes in feeling himself confident because he just had a great offseason. He was healthy. He got to perform at a high level in two games at the end of the year and really show what he could do and he's ready to hit the ground running for year three, which is a lot like what Tyler Boyd did last year. That should be the game plan. That should be the thought process, period. You should agree, too. There is no other There is no other thing here. There is no disagreeing with this. Even if you don't think Ross is a, a, a good player, you should agree, yeah, the Bengals need to feature him uh, to try to get his confidence up so he can be useful in year three. And by useful, I mean a, a having a a very big impact on the offense and give – make the opposing defenses fear him. I think part of that has to do with use. I think the Bengals need to use him right, get him to the ball in the space, feature him, and if they do that the final two games, it could do wonders for this offense moving forward and into 2019. I'm James Arpino, and this is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Up next, what about the other wide receivers? Where does Ross fit in the mix? Uh, I hope we all agree that they should shut Boyd down. Regardless, even if he is good to go with the brace week 17, I don't care, don't risk it. Uh, But up next, we'll talk about the other wide receivers. If Boyd does miss the final two games, like I say he should. I'm James Erpine, and this is the Locked On Bengals Podcast.
0: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
1: Welcome back into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. It is great to be with you on a Monday. So what do the Bengals do now? If John Ross is the guy, then what does it mean for the rest of them? And to me, I would still sprinkle in Alex Erickson. Obviously, he can play the slot. I would put him in the slot when John Ross isn't there. And the reason I would expect 15 to be there is that's where Boyd That's where A.J. Green, that's where they had their most success this season. So if you're going to feature him like I want, you probably need to use him in the slot. Now there's going to be, and we'll talk with Joe Goodberry about this on Wednesday, there's going to be times, uh, I was hoping to get Joe on the show today, it didn't work, he's a busy man, we'll do it Wednesday. Um, So I I didn't lie to you yesterday, that was the hope, Wednesday works better. So we're going to do it then. Um, But John Ross, he has alleviated pressure on Tyler Boyd from just his speed, downfield speed. Safeties have to stay back and it opens things up over the middle. So if you notice that, oh, we need to move him to the outside and keep him on the outside, that's fine. Then put Erickson in the slot. Um, I would have Tate getting a ton of reps and I would have Josh Malone getting a ton of reps. Cody Core, has he flashed a little bit more? Has he shown something? Yeah, that he can catch a few passes, but I know what he is. What the goal should be now is to figure out if Odden Tate can be part of this team's future. Figure out if Josh Malone can contribute at all. And we know Alex Erickson can. So if you need him, you go with him. And then you, you try to get these young guys confidence because you know Boyd's gonna have confidence going into next year. You know AJ Green is AJ Green. Could you imagine if Tate shows a few, you know, flashes a little bit and and Ross has a big couple of weeks, all of a sudden now you are feeling like all right, this wide receiver group, they're pretty deep. Or Malone has a couple big plays and Ross tears it up. Or Tate and Malone, I mean, whoever. Um, To me, that's what you have to do here if you're the Bengals. You have to think long-term. That's why I would sit. boy, there's no reason to play him. uh, Feature these young guys. Will it make it harder on Driscoll? Maybe, but that's on the coaches and the playbook. Like, for real, can can we find a way to get the ball to John Ross in space? Is there any way to do that? Like, any way at all. Can we do that at all? Because I think a lot of other teams would be able to. I think he's good enough. I think he's shown some. Now, does he have uh, mistakes? Of course he does. So do most players. So to me, that's what this is about. That's what this entire um, final two games, this stretch is about, is finding a way. And obviously, Joe Mixon's going to lead the the offense in touches. But I would get John Ross 10 to 12 targets. I would get Auden Tate reps and targets, especially in the red zone, I would get Josh Malone back out there, who was a healthy scratch the other day, and I would sit Tyler Boyd. Am I crazy for thinking that? I don't think so. I just, I think that's where you're at. And if you're John Ross, get him some damn confidence. Like, if you're this coaching staff, I just, I've never seen a staff just kind of, eh, he's just, he's Ross. What, what? Like, that's, that's they're out of your damn mind. Like, in there, I get it. Some of you at home are probably like, he's Tavon Austin. You realize Tavon Austin's played in the league since 2013. He has nine touchdowns, nine touchdown receptions. Ross has six this year. Stop telling, and he would have nine. He would have nine on deep balls alone if the, the ball had been on target. So don't you dare tell me that those are the same type of guy. That, that he's that kind of guy. Ross is a good player. Does he have his issues? Yes. Which is why I would give him the confidence. The blueprint is there. Tyler Boyd. Ross is building. Ross's season has been better than Tyler Boyd's season from a year ago. Period. His sophomore year was better than Tyler Boyd's sophomore year. But what you want to do is give Ross confidence, especially with the season over, the same way you gave Tyler Boyd confidence going into the offseason. You're telling me catching the game-winning touchdown against Baltimore didn't help his confidence? Hell yeah, it did. Or getting him a bunch of targets that week 16 against Detroit? Hell yeah, it did. So if you're the Bengals, feature 15. Tell him that you believe in him. Tell him that you're going to get him the ball. Really rally around him and and look back if you need to at his Washington tape and do that stuff. Sometimes these coaches overthink it. Do stuff he's comfortable with and make sure – that he knows he's got to be that dude. And then it's up for Ross to go out there with everything put in place, really good rushing attack. Jeff Driscoll, who I hope throws the ball better than he did the other day, 14 of 33, good God, goes out there and has success. Because if you can get him some success, if you can get some of these other young wide receivers some success with Boyd and Green down next year, there's a chance for whatever head coach is here, whatever quarterback is here, and it probably will be Andy Dalton to go in feeling good about the offensive weapons. That should be the key. And so you need to unlock John Ross. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. I want to hear from you, by the way. The hotline is open. 513-666-0328. Drop me a voicemail on the hotline. We will get to voicemails later in the week. So anything we say on the show, um, Joe will be on Wednesday. Tomorrow, Jeff Lloyd of Locked On Browns. will do a Locked On Bengals, Locked On Browns crossover. So we'll do that Tuesday. Um, but get your voicemails in. You can also email me. I have a new email address, jamesrap12, J-A-M-E-S-R-A-P-1-2 at Gmail. And uh, you can also tweet me at James Erpine and at Locked Bengals. I want to hear from you. I want to keep this listener interaction going. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening today. Back at it tomorrow. Until then, thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals Podcast.
0: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.